You're listening to a message from Mercy Culture Church, home of Pastor Landon and Heather Schott in Fort Worth, Texas. For more information about Mercy Culture and ways that you can be a part of it, visit mercyculture.com. My name is Landon. I'm the senior lead pastor of Mercy Culture. The vision of our church is to take people from corporate encounters with God to daily personal encounters with God. And here's what that means is our goal is not an amazing church service. Our goal is for you to encounter God like we did today here in this service every single day. Because when you come in the presence of God, it's so easy to hear him. When you begin to hear God and obey God, everything in your life begins to change. So here at Mercy Culture, we are passionate about God encounters and we wanna help you encounter God every single day. And we do this through our membership, which is really discipleship. So if you've been coming to our church for a few weeks or a few months and you consider this in your heart, your home church, the next step is to make it official and go through membership. And let me tell you why. Because in our membership, that's where we disciple people. So a lot of people, they're like, man, mercy culture is just wild. It's nuts. Worship's crazy. It's just, it's like this every week. And, and it's different, but it's the same, but it's wild and it's insane like this every week. I mean, just constantly. But here's the thing is, is it's like this because there's thousands of people that meet with God every day. And then we come together corporately and it's like a bomb goes off in the room because you have all these people that have been with the Lord, not twice a month, but every day. So the reason why this is the vision of our church is because I've been in full-time ministry for 20 years. I've been serving the Lord just about my entire life. And I have never seen people make it in faith without a daily encounter. If your relationship with the Lord is through your pastor or through an online celebrity or whoever it is through, but if it's not directly through the Lord, it doesn't work, it doesn't last. So we wanna help you connect with God every single day. And here's the thing is we all connect with God differently. So we've done a disservice in the body of Christ where we've tried to make everyone connect with God like the pastor. But here's the thing is when you learn how you best connect with God, it is a game changer for your spiritual walk. My favorite thing about pastoring this church is how many people I get to watch spiritually grow. And they're spiritually growing, not because we have great worship or because the, the, the preaching's good. They're growing because they're connecting with God every single day. So I wanna encourage you, if you have not yet done so, go through MC Connect. You can text connect to the number that's on the screen. And uh, I promise you this, I promise you, you will spiritually grow, amen? Couple exciting things, we have groups starting this week. And so, uh, how many know that, that you're not meant to do life alone, secluded, by yourself, figuring out, but you're supposed to do it in community. Jesus had community. He sent out the disciples in community. We live in community, and this is an amazing community, and part of the strength is these groups. So these are individuals that are encountering God, doing life, living with each other, and it's amazing what God does in this context of community. So we have groups for business owners, we have groups for creatives, there's groups for single moms, there's all sorts of different types of group, but they all have this in common, is that together you're going to go into the presence of God. So if you're looking for a community or you want to get more involved at Mercy Culture, I hear this all the time, how do I get involved? Groups. This is how you get involved and it will connect you to the life of this house. So you can text groups to the number that's on the screen or you can go into MC Central after service and talk to someone to get connected in the right group for you. Finally, speaking of community, tonight is our block party. So we will be 
coming back here tonight for games, food, fellowship, and uh, we're going to be baptizing a lot of people tonight. So come on out, fellowship, spend time. It's going to be a great evening. So this morning, I'm really excited because we are going to do what we're calling our uh, Vision Sunday Part 2 or Recap. So at the beginning of the year, we release the vision for the year. But unfortunately, our church, it's not unfortunate, our church grows by so many people every week that there's like literally hundreds of people that don't know what's going on. Uh, and if you didn't make it to Vision Sunday or you didn't watch the, the, the live stream of it, that you may have missed out. And so there is so much that happens at Mercy Culture Church. In fact, we do more not on Sundays than we do on Sundays. If you drive by this church just about every single day of the week, this parking lot is full because stuff is happening, ministry is happening, life is happening here, and there's so many amazing things that are going on. So today we're going to uh, uh, go over and recap what we said on Vision Sunday, and then we're going to give you some exciting updates on things that we said that we would do, that we have done, and we want to give you some reports on it. So uh, this is going to be an amazing service where you are going to hear more about the vision and the things that God's called us to do at Mercy Culture. So the first thing I want to recap is the prophetic word over this house. Now, many of you probably have seen it, heard of it. We mention it every single Sunday. Uh, it's written everywhere. It's on light poles. It's this prophetic word of expanding territory. Someone say expanding territory. Now remember, when there's a prophetic word on this house, if you're a member of this house, it means that there's a prophetic word on your house because you're a part of this house. So this is something that we're stewarding together. This is really important because you've got a group of Christians that love going to church to church, conference to conference, hotel to hotel, YouTube channel to YouTube channel, looking for a prophetic word, but they never steward what God says. So we want to be more obsessed with stewarding what God has said over us than looking for a new word. So the Lord said it was a year of expanding territory. Someone say expanding territory. First Chronicles 4.10, Jabez called upon the name of the Lord saying, oh, if you would bless me indeed, enlarge or expand my territory. Put your hand of favor upon me and keep me from evil. This is the prayer of expanding territory. Jabez is saying this, Lord, you're the one that chooses the blessing and you're the one that chooses how I respond to you blessing me. This is the, the prayers of negotiation are over. The contractual prayers. Lord, if you do this, I will do that. This is the prayer where you say, Lord, you're in charge. You tell me where I'm going. You tell me what I'm giving. You tell me what we're doing. And then you tell me what you want me to do when after you bless me and you choose the blessing in the first place. This is a prayer that shatters the American Christianity. This isn't the bless me prayer. This is the Lord, I wanna live a life that blesses you. This is the prayer that expands territory. There was a few specific prophetic words I wanna recap that the Lord spoke over this house. Where we'd expand territory in buying property, land, and houses. I saw expanding territory in kingdom expansion. It was more than business. It was a kingdom business. We are, I, I heard the Lord say that you're going to expand your business into new locations, locally, out of state, 
and then even out of country. As the pastors prayed over this, three different pastors heard South America that people would expand their business into. That you would expand territory in business through the freedom of the love or the fear of money. Someone say ma'am and go. If you are a business owner or a business leader in our community, I would encourage you, make sure you go back and listen to the message on mammon again. Because this is something that's going to creep back in. I taught last week about deliverance in the sound mind. How many were blessed by that word? I was too. God blessed me with that word. He, it, it was a personal blessing to me. And here's what I've learned is that deliverance is not a one-time thing. We remain in deliverance. So be careful that it doesn't sneak back in and God did something special in your life at the beginning of the year, but a fear or a love of money has crept back in. The Lord said that we would expand territory through families, through having children. I saw individuals saying that they did not want a lot of children and then the Lord correcting you. I saw pregnancies and adoptions. I saw adoptions being the first choice. I want everyone to keep praying. I, I, I prayed this on the first vision Sunday and I feel so much on it and I don't know what we're gonna do or how it's gonna happen yet, but I feel like there's a strong man in the adoption industry where you can kill babies for free. In fact, they'll pay you to do it. They'll pay your expenses to do it. But to adopt is $50,000 and no guarantee. This is corruption. And I don't know how we're going to do it, but I feel like that this church is supposed to be a part of pioneering a breakthrough in the adoption industry. So let's just pray right now. Lift your hands. Father, I pray right now that you would give us your mind and your heart for your children. We declare these babies are wanted. We declare that homes are being prepared for them. So Lord, we speak to the evil, vile, wicked leaders that stand as strong men over these industries. And Father, I pray right now, we lift up the highest authority. We lift up life. We lift up life and life more abundantly. So Father, I pray right now in Jesus' mighty name that you would give us your your heart, your mind, your divine strategy to break up this stronghold in Jesus' name. Everyone in agreement, shout life. life. Speaking of adoption, I saw in the spirit that some of you were withholding faith for adoption, calling it faith for a pregnancy. When it was actually lack of faith. I feel like the Lord is gonna turn some people's hearts that you would desire adoption to the same degree that you would desire having your own children. I saw that we'd expand territory in the renewing of our mind, that we would have mental real estate, that there is no more memorials for Jezebel. I saw you expanding territory and spiritual strength. I saw some of you on an emotional roller coaster for years, and this year you got off the ride. I saw expanding territory in relationships, relationships being restored, becoming healthy. I saw us expanding territory in media. I saw an amplification coming out of this house of media. And I saw us expanding territory in faith. We've been praying fear go, 
for years, and now we're going to start declaring faith go from here around the nation. Someone just shout faith go. These are the prophetic words that we're stewarding. Do not let these fall to the ground. Steward these well. Amen? So, Lord, we say, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Lord, I pray right now that you would help us, teach us how to steward every prophetic word. Lord, more than anything, I pray that we would stand at the end of the year and we would feel your pleasure because we stewarded well. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to give you a, an update on our Heart for Mercy offering. We, in, the, in March, we came to you and said that we are going to expand territory through our house visions. Our house visions are ministries of mercy culture that have one foot in and one foot out of this house. When we started this church, the Lord told me, I was on a prayer run, he said, I'm not giving you all of the vision. I was like, well, who are you giving it to? And he said, the people. Now, this was different because I grew up in an environment that the only one that heard God was the pastor and the pope. And if you had any vision that wasn't the pastor's vision, it was considered division and you were a church splitter waiting to happen. Anyone else go to a controlling church? And, 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 and I'd hear pastors say, oh, if it's two visions, it's division. If there's two heads, it's a monster. I'm like, or you're a monster and it's just apostolic. And so what happens is we have, we have chased vision out of the church because of narcissistic leaders. And so what we've done is we have stewarded the visions God has brought in. And there was a yes and amen in our hearts and a yes and amen in other people's hearts. And we've partnered together. And so these are ministries that go outside the four walls of our church or that are already expanding territory. So I am excited to announce as of this day, as of, as, as of today, in Heart for Mercy, $2.91 million has come in to expand territory through House Visions. Come on, we can do better than that. Isn't that amazing? Do you know what I love about this? To my knowledge, I don't think that there was one gift over $100,000. This wasn't one, one donor coming in, one person coming in and giving the, 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 the bulk of this. This was thousands of people just hearing God and obeying. Do you notice how we don't take offerings at Mercy Culture? You notice we just let people that are obedient and right standing with God who hear God and obey, tithe and honor God with their first and their best. Do you know that we didn't tell people and have different giving tiers like a gold level, a silver level, and a platinum level, heart for mercy givers? Do you notice how we didn't do that? The only thing that we did was told people to hear God and obey. And this three-year-old church heard God and obeyed. And it is amazing. Come on, give yourselves a hand one more time. So it's amazing what we've been able to do and what we're doing. So we're going to update you on, on different things that are going on through these house visions and some of these things that we've invested into this year in expanding territory. So before we get into that first announcement, watch this video. Justice Run is back. October 29th, 2022 in Fort Worth, Texas. 
Run with us to end human trafficking. Get tickets and learn more at justicerun.com. So very excited to announce that we, through the Heart for Mercy offering, that we have uh, sown a million dollars into the building of the Justice Residences. And unfortunately, we have some very exciting announcements. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm getting to it. That I'm not allowed to share with you this morning. This is not a joke. I'm not allowed to share it. And here's why I'm not allowed to share it. It's because there has been an uncommon resistance that we have faced this year in expanding territory. And let me, let me describe it like this. I didn't realize this was happening at the time. But, but, but spiritually, the Lord showed me this vision. Imagine acres of land that was raw Texas wilderness. And then you came in and started developing that land and clearing out that land. Every snake and critter that once made a home there is now exposed. So here's what I've learned this year. The enemy could care less how big our church gets as long as we stay in it. But the moment we said we're going to go and expand territory, all of a sudden there's demonic resistance. So here's what happened. We said that we're going to build this justice residence. It's going to be... It is... It's a long-term restoration home for survivors out of human trafficking. What an incredible thing to build, to be proud of, for our city to build, to be proud of also. So it literally makes no sense for the resistance that we've experienced. But anytime it makes no sense, you know it's spiritual and demonic. So, so a, a group of people, a lot of them that live in a neighborhood really close by, but a, but a lot of them are these anti-Jesus-loving people that do not believe in what we're doing and they're coming against and resisting trying to legally stop us from building a house to help individuals that have been sexually abused every day for years. No, no, hold on, just put this in perspective. Not, not helping us, trying to stop us from building this. And some people who are spiritually underserved, they're like, well, pastor, you've kind of been harsh. And, 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 and how, come you, how come you called some of those people evil? Because only an evil spirit would try to stop us from helping people that are being abused every day. So the good news is this. We are building this. Okay, so while we're in the process of stewarding this announcement that we're gonna announce very soon, that's gonna be very exciting, what has been going on with the justice reform? Yes, so I wanna just start off with sharing one of the most important things that we do as an organization is our justice nights. So these are nights where we get together as an organization, but also as a church, where we pray and we intercede and we cry out for heaven's justice to come to our land. So all the things that the Lord wants to do through our organization, through Mercy Culture, we have to go there first in a place of prayer. 
Pastor Heather brought a word two weeks ago calling the church to prayer. She said, now is the time to be awake and to pray. In this past Wednesday night, you'll see these pictures. We had one of the greatest outpourings of the spirit of prayer, intercession, joy. We had children. Yes, come on, give it up for the Lord. And give it up for yourselves. You guys showed up yes. this last week. Absolutely amazing. So in these pictures, you'll see there are kids here that we have Will and De Havilland Ford. There was just an outpouring of the presence of God because you guys answered the call to prayer. Um, so if you were not at that Wednesday night, I want to encourage you, answer the call. We meet every single last Wednesday night of the month here in this room, praying and crying out for heaven's justice to happen here on this earth. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, tell us about what's going on with the advocates as well. Yes, so exciting. So we have a group, we are training up a group of 100 plus advocates so that they can serve in the residences. Amazing, right? So what an, what an advocate is, is they're basically a discipler to the survivors that are gonna live in this home where they get to walk day in, day out for the entirety of the time that they're in the residences through healing, um, through daily encounters, doctor's appointments, just get to live life with them. And um, it's a pivotal role in their walk of freedom. So if, if you are a part of this first cycle of training, congratulations, the graduation is coming up in November. Yes, it's incredible. We had what, 80 some in the first season that signed up that yeah. went through advocacy training this year um, in 2022. And I believe we have what, 100, over 100 yes, signed up for 2023. If you guys are sitting there and your spirits are just kicking right now, they're like, I wanna be a part of that, you can text the word advocate to 59090, sign up for 2023's training. We would love to have you. Let me just add one more thing, and that is we have men who went through this advocacy training. Are you proud of our yes. men for standing up? So if you have a heart for this and you're a man, step up into that role. We need strong men to step up and help us take care of these ladies as well. I love the, the word that's been released is that men aren't the problem. Men are a part of the solution. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's awesome to see those guys do that. Uh, and then we have, we have Justice, Justice Run. Yes, and Axel Music Festival partnering with the Justice Run. Last year was incredible. We had over 1,500 runners. Um, so if you're here, you have a family, bring them. It's a family event. We have family fun. We have food trucks. We have um, tables where if you want to sponsor, you can be a part of this. You can text the word run to 59090. And just like um, Pastor Lennon and Heather said, if you want to be a part of the solution, run with us in Justice Run, October 29th, eight weeks away. Um, I don't think we mentioned, it's a 5K, 10K, half and full marathon. If you want to see me beat Pastor Landon again, come October 29th. <laughs> he got me first I'm so service, glad so we empower women in ministry here. Maybe if you don't stop to eat too many bananas, you'll finish a little sooner this year. Wow. I, don't, I don't trust the, 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 the tracking systems oh of, of all that stuff, but we'll, we'll see what happens this year. But yeah, that's It's it finishing, that's what counts. It I think is. I got ca caught in a tornado. <laughs> I'm pretty no, sure so that hard. night. We all did, it was wild and so awesome. And then I think there's a, uh, today they're doing a special. Yes, we are doing a Labor Day promotion today. Um, it's the last promotion before race day. So text um, the word that's on the screen right here and follow the prompts for that promotion. 
Okay, very exciting. So, and then, so justice reform also birthed another house vision called for liberty or justice. And if you have not yet met, let me please introduce you to soon to be state representative Nate Schatzline. Oh man. I, I have not had the opportunity to do this publicly. I was just talking to Pastor Landon about it this week, but I just want to say a massive thank you to this community for getting behind me, getting behind our family, but more than anything, you're getting behind people that are vowing to take righteousness into government. This isn't about my race. This is truly about godly men and women stepping up and saying enough is enough. We're going to take a stand and we will be the ones to go. Um, I want to share something with you that was so special. We had 24 of our friends and family that ran for office this last primary season. 24 friends and family, godly men and women who ran. Out of the 24, 20 of them found victory in the primary season. Unheard of. And, and here's the big part, church. This is what's so special. Statistically, church uh, Christians don't vote. We have 90 million voting age Christians. We have 40 million of them that did not vote this last uh, presidential election cycle. And then 15 million that aren't even registered to vote. Hear me on this. I just met with a, a, a data and analytics team um, and they were breaking down my race because guess what? We didn't just win. We won with the largest margin of any state rep race in the runoff in the state of Texas. Okay, so this was big. And hear, hear me on this. Uh, they asked me, they said, Nate, what was the key to the success of this? And I said, it was the church. And they said, well, we already knew that actually. We wanted to bring it to you and show you that 17% of your voters had never voted in an election before. People in Texas are saying, this must have been mercy culture that stepped up and started voting. Can we give it up for a church that is loud, for a church that is bold, for a church that goes all in and takes a stand, not for the right or the left, but for righteousness, taking a stand for truth in every possible way. Incredibly special, incredibly special. I just wanna stop and pause for a second because there's a group of people in here that are uncomfortable and that's okay. And then you, you, you think silly things like, oh, I don't know if I wanna be a part of a political church. Neither do I. I just don't want them telling my three-year-old that they could choose their gender. Come on. Come on. Is that a political issue? Because if it was up to my three-year-old, his gender would be the Incredible Hulk. So, so, so we, we, we look at these things and really what you're saying is this, you don't like conflict. But the kingdom of, of, of God suffers violence. And here's what that means is, there's spiritual warfare. So guess what, I, I don't wanna be part of political church, I can care less. People are saying, well how come you don't have any Democrats up on your states? Well I need to find one that's not pro-abortion and pro-indoctrination of children sexually. Listen, it, hold on a second, this is important because it's where people get uncomfortable and I don't care. Because what is more uncomfortable is a rogue government shutting the country down. What's more uncomfortable is them telling us what we can or cannot teach in our children and keeping things from our children. That makes me more uncomfortable. And then you have a group of people that hide behind Romans 13 because they don't know their Bible and they don't read the rest of it that the purpose of a government is to do good for the people. And so you, you have to understand this. Listen, we're, we're not a political church. 
We are a yes, righteous church. Yes, we are justice-driven. The word justice is built on that word righteousness. righteousness. Yes. Listen, his throne is built on righteousness, mercy, and justice. And so here's the thing, is we are not going to let our children be indoctrinated. We're not going to let these people hijack our country. And this is the thing, you have to get over this, because unless you want Texas turning into California... Sorry, online members in California. We're going to turn California. No, we are. We are, for real. Okay, but, but we have individuals that are running for governor that that's what they're going to do. I will. I'm coming. Listen to me. This is so important. This is not about Democrat versus Republican because I know some demon-possessed Republicans. Okay, this is not about left versus right. You notice how they're trying to divide us? You know how they try to get you to not go to a white man's church? Let's just have a family talk, Colin. Let's just talk family in here. No, no, they'll do whatever they can. Oh, you go to that church? Oh, they, oh how come? They'll do whatever they can, watch, because there's such power in unity. Watch. Did you feel the power in the room when we worshiped together? Hold on, were you thinking about anyone's skin color when we were worshiping? No, 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 no. So we come into church and we're unified and the second when they, we leave, they try to divide us. We need some people of God they are gonna be unified in worship and in spirit and in truth. Abortion is not political. It's about justice. Human trafficking is not political. It's about justice. Feeding the broken is not political. It's justice. Listen, the reason why they've written a dozen articles mocking us, attacking us, we're not in the news because I have affairs and steal money. Isn't that typically why a pastor's in the news? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy in our church say, Pastor, are you okay? They've, they've written a lot of articles about you. I said, I don't want to tell them to keep growing our church. Yeah. <laughs> why are they writing articles? Because we're taking territory. Not one inch. Come on, part of the prophetic word over this year was not one inch. And the body of Christ, when unified, is not backpedaling, giving the enemy, giving hell territory any longer. But a unified church is moving forward in victory and expanding kingdom territory. It's not political. It's about righteousness and justice in the earth. I know we're supposed to give announcements, but would you just stand to your feet real fast? Would you just grab your neighbor's hand? And nobody's going to prophesy in tongues, and we're not trying to make anyone uncomfortable, but if you have a prayer language, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. 
If you don't have a prayer language yet, you can just say, Lord, we love you. Would you bring us into unity? I pray right now that a three-chord strand is not easily broken. I declare right now that we would see the greatest year of unity we've ever known, we've ever experienced. I pray right now for boldness to come upon your people. I pray over their life. Fear go over this issue. I pray right now that we would get boldness to take ground in government, to take ground in media, to take ground in every sphere of influence. I pray right now that the tormenting mind about people that have been lied to about separation between church and state, I pray they would break free of that right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now for boldness to come upon your people. Father, I pray for unity that commands a blessing to come upon them right now in Jesus' mighty name. Would someone just shout Jesus? I literally felt like the Holy Spirit knitting hearts together. I feel the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you what the Lord just told me a couple weeks ago? I'm downtown running right where, on the Trinity Trail, right where we start and end justice run. And I look up at the buildings and I heard the audible voice of the Lord. It was so loud, it physically moved me. And clear as day, he said to me, I'm just getting started. I prophesy over the house visions of this house that you're just getting started. I prophesy over mercy culture, you're just getting started. I prophesy over the members of this church, you're just getting started. You're just beginning to take territory. Just put your hands together and give the Lord a hand, would you? I love our church. Our announcements are rowdy. Remember, part of this word was to get loud. That does not mean to get obnoxious. I want to speak to something. Go ahead. I felt that there's been a lie in the body of Christ that the agendas that are taking place in the earth, that there is too much steam behind it and it will never be changed that there's nothing that can be done. In fact, I saw a, a video online the other day of a woman interviewing a leader up in the cartel and he came forward because he was so disturbed by the amount of children that are being sex trafficked into the United States right now. He said he does it because he loves getting away. You can literally hear the evil in this man's voice, but he said he's so disturbed by the level of children that are being trafficked right now that he had to come forward to do this interview. And the lady begins to ask him, is there anything that we can do to turn this around? And of course comes through his mouth, the voice of the enemy. And he says, there's nothing. They're too powerful. There's nothing you can do at this point. And I just wanted... The devil is a liar. And this is what the devil wants the body of Christ to believe is that we are powerless and that the enemy has taken too much territory. But let me tell you, we are in and 
expansion of kingdom territory where victory comes, where evil is like, what in the world is taking place right now? We thought we had this. And so I just wanted to encourage your faith this morning. Let your faith expand territory this morning that the enemy does not own our children. He does not own America. He does not own Texas. He does not own the nations. It is all his. Oh, and the victory is his. Can I, can I his. say one more thing to yes. this? I really felt in my heart as Pastor Heather was ministering just now that there are people in this room that you have disqualified yourself. And I heard the Holy Spirit so clearly say, I have called people that are sitting in this room to the political realm and you've disqualified yourself, not even the enemy, but fear has disqualified you. And I wanna do something very quickly because I believe that you're called to action right now. If that's you in the room and you know you're called to politics and you know know that you have allowed fear to disqualify yourself. Let me just speak to your heart really quick. God is not looking for the qualified politician. The world is not looking for the qualified politician. They are looking for moms and dads who have a heart for righteousness that will take stands that paid off politicians are too paid off to take that are willing to put their entire reputation on the line to see righteousness come back into government. And if that's you, you feel like you're called into politics, but you've allowed yourself to be disqualified. Can you lift both hands in the air? right now. Hey, yeah, stand up, please. Please stand up. First off, can we give it up for every person that was bold enough to stand up? Here's what I want. Can you extend your hand towards every person standing? If you're near them, place a hand on their shoulder, and we're going to begin to break fear and to build confidence and boldness into the hearts of God's champions. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this space. Holy Spirit, we break a spirit of fear, of condemnation, of rejection. Lord, I pray right now you are going to begin to impart visions and dreams into your soldiers that are in this room. Holy Spirit, we break off every bit of mammon that says, I can't find fundraise. Every bit of mammon that says I'm not good enough. Every bit of spiritual darkness that would try to torment the minds of those you've called to take justice into the political realm that right here, right now, we take back territory in our mind so that we can take territory in your land. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Come on, just give the Lord one more hand. This church is wild. Real fast, because we're way over Action time. Step. Sorry, I'll hurry. Okay, so first and foremost, Pastor Lana, are you grateful for our pastors? We have bold pastors that love you enough to tell you the truth. And because I'm sorry, of I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just feel something. There's so many important announcements. We'll, we'll post them online, okay? You guys need to understand, Nate did not have a shot in the world to win. Not a chance in the world. He beat a career politician. How much more money did she raise than you? Uh, almost half a million. More? Yes. Almost half a million more than me. Not a chance in the world. But you come at me with a sword and spear. But we come in the name of the Lord. Listen, there's, there, there, there's, this thing, there's this thing on people, okay, that you can't figure out in your mind how it's going to happen when your job is just to throw rocks. David just threw a rock, and the Lord guided it. 
Listen, your job is just to obey. That's it. I mean, I feel like the Lord's stirring something up. I, I feel, I'm just gonna, this is, I, I'm the pastor of the church, so I'm gonna say it. I feel specifically in my spirit that there's African-American leaders right now in this room that God is specifically calling out now in this moment yes. to lead. And we're a family, so, so it's not to embarrass anybody, but, 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 but if, if, you feel, if you feel that's you, that you're supposed to lead somehow the, the, in government, in government, but you feel it, like you can feel your heart pitter-pattering, this is something, uh, you, you feel fear crept in, you're, you're trying to talk yourself out of it, but if you have felt that you're supposed to be involved, stand to your feet right now. If you're an African-American leader, stand up, Pastor Jasmine Tate. Wheeler, Wheeler. Come on. There's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. Come on, my Latino brother and sisters, there's more, there's more, there's more. Sir, I can see your campaign ads right now, it's just you flexing. Lift your hands all over the room, that's you. Lift, lift your hands if you're standing. I feel, I, here's what I hear. I hear this word. I hear the word grace. I feel like the Lord is gonna give you a grace to navigate the complexities of this. Hmm. Pastor Jasmine, I need you to just come here for a second. And I need you to just sing over everyone who's standing, including yourself, the God of angels' armies because I feel like that is what's happening right now in this moment, that the Lord is putting his strength behind his candidates. Wow, this is so cool. I saw other people in line and then a David out in the field where the Lord is looking for his candidates. I believe this is the song of the Lord over individuals standing right now. I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. So Father, I pray right now. I pray the God of angels army.
come and put his grace on his people. We declare this right now in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said amen. amen. So Nate, for the third time, would you just tell them life. that? Um, most important thing we can do is make sure that godly men and women vote. We're going to be hosting a voter drive right here at Mercy Culture to make sure we're registered to vote. Are you ready to get every single person there to register when we do? It'll be special. And then secondly, my last announcement is that we don't just want to call you into this like the Lord just has, but if you just stood up and you felt called into this political realm, we have set up an entire program. We are launching, get ready, for Liberty and Justice's first Candidate University launches September 27th, where we will be equipping you on how to hear the voice of God, how to walk with the Lord through campaigns, all of the practical steps. If you just stood up and you feel called to it, I want you to text Liberty to 59090. Again, text Liberty to 59090, and we start Candidate University on September 27th. All right, watch this video here now. Please help me welcome Pastor Esther Panate and Pastor Chris Chima. So very exciting. We took from, uh, invested from Heart for Mercy, 1.3 million into MC Prep, but we also added additional amount. So it's, it's over $3 million total investment into our school. Come on, someone thank the Lord for that. From new roofs, H. HVAC, new paint, carpet, turf fields coming in next week, uh, new athletic, complete revitalization of the entire facility. It's got one of the nicest basketball courts I've ever seen. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, but more than just the exterior and what's on the outside, what's beautiful is what's happening in people's hearts. Pastor Esther, what's going on with the school? Yes, so it is so exciting, and I shared in the first service, but if I had to say one word, I would sum it up in unity. The unity we feel within our staff, our students, our family is tangible. And I do believe that it has to do because we stepped into a new identity of sons and daughters, but also royal priests. And when we did that, the atmosphere truly shifted. And collectively, our greatest desire is to please the Father's heart to encounter him daily and to be presence driven. And that makes a huge difference. So incredible. Pastor Chris has um, transitioned over there. He's also a pastor. I'm sure a lot of you know him here at Mercy Culture, but to pastor full-time the students at Mercy Culture Prep. And so we have heard like what uh, Pastor Esther is talking about, the unity, feeling the tangible presence of God, that there has been testimony after testimony of encounters of what's taking place. Can you share a story or two of those? Yeah, our art instructor, Ashley Davis, if y'all don't know her, uh, she shared with me in one of her classes during an art project where she invited them to ask the Lord any lies that they've been believing. And she was floored at the responses where she found lies were being exposed and revealed. And it just made me think, 
art and education usually entertains demons, but what we're doing at our school is exposing demons in the art realm, which is beautiful. And I even wanna bring context to the spiritual development intentionality of our school. So every week we have a Connect With God class, Monday through Friday, the first class the students engage in is to spend time in worship and prayer and then hear the Lord in his word every single age, even starting at the pre-K. So we have weekly also corporate encounters for each of the students. We have weekly encounters for the faculty where we come together and just pray for the students and get filled. And we also have weekly parent encounters on Fridays. The Connect With God curriculum that we're writing and developing is very intentional. You could say it's our own CRT. I'm thinking maybe Christ redeemed truth is maybe what we need. And so what we are writing on is like the next unit is on authority of scripture. So we're gonna let them know there's one truth and it's in the word of God. We're also gonna let them know the greatest revelation two units out is in Genesis, it's, it's, it'll floor you. It says, God created male and female. And right. so we're ensuring them that there aren't two options, but there are two genders God made. For all the parents out there, we wanna invite you. We're opening this to everybody, all parents. Friday mornings at 8.30 a.m., we come together to intercede and to cry out for our children and our students right at the campus. Incredible, incredible. Pastor Esther, any other story that you wanna share, any other testimony? Yes, yeah, so I, like Pastor Chris shared, we have Connect With God, and that's a moment where kids worship, engage in prayer, and learn truth. And um, this summer, I had a grandmother come to me and persistently try to uh, pursue enrollment for her grandson, who was removed from his home because mom had a, an addiction. And I could tell from meeting this boy that it was going to be a little hard to steward him. But I felt the peace of the Lord. And then I felt him tell me, MC prep is what this first grader needs. The teaching, the love, and the instruction that he will receive here will lead him to freedom. And will lead mom to freedom. Um, and two weeks, two weeks in, surely enough, we were having conversations with our friend um, about what we do in Connect With God. And the teacher challenged him and said, hey, why don't you ask God, what does he say about your mom? And then um, he went to pray and then drew a picture of God as in like a superhero. And then from God's heart, there was a line to his mom and from his mom's heart, a line back to God. And he told the teacher that God told him that there is good in his mom's heart. And that's just an example of how the Lord is talking and constantly working in the hearts of our students. Absolutely incredible. I just, yeah, come on. So beautiful. Children, little babies drawing and hearing from the Lord and drawing pictures and visions that God is giving them. And there is such an attack on this next generation. It's on purpose and super intentional that our culture is coming after schools because if they can brainwash our children and tell them what's normal now, then they don't have to fight adults and faith and, and truth that has been placed within. So they are purposely attacking children right now. Um, and I, I just wanted to take this moment to honor Pastor Bob. 
um, because of the vision that he had decades ago, the Lord has entrusted this house that got handed off to Mercy Culture with an opportunity in 2022 with this evil agenda next to the generation that we get to steward our children in the presence of God where the supernatural is their normal every single day. And so I just wanna encourage the parents in this room with transition and everything, be involved, be involved in your, in your children's life. Make sure that in transition, we're not nitpicking little things we're upset because it is absolutely beautiful and a God opportunity that a dream in Pastor Bob's heart. We just honor you, Pastor Bob, and we are so thankful. So thankful for your obedience, hearing the Lord, stewarding this dream, because it wouldn't be happening without you. We honor you. I'm so, so very, very grateful uh, that our children are stewarded in this atmosphere. Thank you so much. We just thank Pastor Esther and Pastor Chris for their amazing leadership. We're gonna skip a video for the sake of time, but uh, we're doing a special today for Mercy Culture Conference where we're doing buy one, get one for the conference. But if you already purchased your ticket, check your email because we're giving you a free ticket to invite one of your friends to conference. So this is going to be three insane days. How insane was worship this morning? Well, this is wild. So just imagine three days of that. That's what we're going to go do. It's going to be incredible time in the presence of God. And then a reminder, we're not going to be here on Sunday morning of the conference. We will be at the convention center. And uh, if you didn't know, right where the convention center is, is what they used to call Hell's Half Acre, where it was known for the sin of our city. And now we're going and doing three-day conference where the presence of God is going to rule and reign in our city. So... I just wanna share something on it real quick. If you were at Mark's conference, you can just wave at me and you know it was wild, okay? It was completely wild. I believe even like the movement that we're experiencing, the outpouring of the presence of God is, is something that was birthed in that weekend because it was unbelievably wild and we're gonna flow right into this conference and I believe another fresh river is coming out of this conference. Look, Mercy Culture is not about performing and doing a conference to say we have a conference. In fact, we said we would probably never do them because so many of the conferences we had been a part were performing for people. This is going to be a weekend that your family is going to be drenched in the presence of God, where you are going to walk away, your friends are going to walk away, family members you've been believing for are going to walk away transformed. And so we made it available so that children are gonna get wrecked this weekend too. So there's literally no excuses, Mercy Culture, to not be a part of our very first conference coming up in a couple of weeks, amen? Amen. Okay, again, for the sake of time, because the Holy Spirit's just moving instead of announcements, which is better. I'm gonna invite our campus pastors, our lead pastors up. If you guys would just come and make your way up. Can you put your hands together for Pastor Les Cody of Waco, Pastor Fidel of MCE, and Pastor Seth of our online campus. Uh, and before we talk about what's going on at our campuses, um, I'll give a quick update. 
Last year's Heart for Mercy in 2021, uh, we took up a, a $1.9 million offering towards our family center. And we have invested over $3 million into our brand new family center. The grand opening is next Sunday. You can tour it this week. But we have, uh, do you have a, the picture up there? We have a 400 seat state of the art uh, brand new sanctuary, dozens of classrooms. It's about 15,000 square feet of brand new, beautiful, renovated space that our leadership school is going to use. Um, uh, this is going to be used constantly all the time. And so this is where there used to be a leaky roof in a gym on that side of the building is now a brand new state-of-the-art facility that is going to be used for the families of this church. Can we put our hands together? Come on, that's amazing. That's an exciting update of Fort Worth. Uh, Pastor Fidel, what's going on with Mercy Culture Español? Yeah, ¿dónde está mi comunidad latina? Vamos. Hey, Mercy Culture Español. It's been amazing. So uh, one of the things me and Pastor Landon and Pastor that always talk about is it is one church. It's the same vision. It's the same values. It's the same culture. It's the presence of God in that building, in this building. So I want to just, just give a shout out. If you're a Latino, Hispanic, and you still haven't come out and you're in this building, I want to just, hey, it's time. People in our community need your encounter. Your encounter can help other people encounter God as well. Come on, someone say amen. Come on. So... It's just, it's so awesome because we've been seeing miracles. We've been seeing just the tangible presence of God. One of my favorite testimonies is uh, there was a moment in prayer where we prayed for an older just lady for cancer to leave. One week later, cancer was gone. Come on, that is God's work. We're seeing diabetes leave instantly. We're seeing healings every week. God is doing something. So listen to me, with Sundays at 6, get to MCE, the presence of God is there just like it is every Sunday morning. You all have a special I, service coming up too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and so again, we're just presence driven. It's who we are. Conference weekend, next weekend, I want to shout out, call you guys all out, but we're going to be having what's our Noche de Encuentro, and we just called this night Encounter Night. We're going to have Pastor Cash Luna from uh, Guatemala that's going to be here. It's just a strong apostolic voice, and he's coming here just to bless MCE, to bless Fort Worth, but really it's not about the name. It's just about the presence of God. God, I had a, the most tangible vision I've ever had for that night, and it was just a cloud, and it was just tangibly raining of his presence. So spread the word, register. There's a wait list right now, but we're about to open up more tickets. We want everyone encountering the presence of God. Amazing, amazing. Can we thank Pastor Fidel? <laughs> Pastor Les, what's going on in Waco? Waco is wild. <laughs> Who's been to the tent? So we're having church in a tent as we remodel our building that we purchased, a beautiful, about 24,000 square foot building right in the heart of one of the areas of Waco that needs mercy. And uh, we're, we're meeting in this tent. We're remodeling that building. It's a $6 million project. We're in the middle of the permitting phase of that, about to start work on the building. But the glory of God has fallen in the tent. I've been in church all of my life. I've never experienced the weighty glory and presence like I felt these last few weeks and months in the tent. It's been unreal. Everyone who goes comes back and they're like, oh my goodness, it's like mercy culture, but it's just in a tent. 
and even hotter than here, but people love the glory so much we don't care that we're dripping in sweat in a tent. It's awesome. You know you love Jesus if you're in a tent in the heat in the middle of July in Texas. We have air Texas. conditioning. We do, there is air conditioning. It's, it's not great, but, but it works there. about as good as it works in here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so n- not only is the presence of God moving in Waco, but you're also reaching the city uh, what are ways that you guys are impacting the city? Well, we just had our first food bank event in our building, on our facility, on our property. And we'd never done it there. We didn't know what would happen. We just put out a couple of signs and just said mercy culture and started giving out food. And we shut down Waco Drive. There were cars lined up. Thousands of people came through. Many families and cars came through and said, hey, we don't need food, but we need what you have. Will you pray for us? And one testimony uh, that just wrecks me, one of our prayer team walked up to a lady and said, hey, can I pray for you? And she just immediately started bawling. She said, I'm addicted to crack cocaine and I wanna be free. And we laid hands on her and God set her free in that car. What I, what I love about all these campuses is it's here, just there. It's this exact same presence of God that we're experiencing here. Absolutely incredible. Pastor Seth, you run our online campus. Not a lot of people know this, but there's actually hundreds of members of Mercy Culture Church that just don't live here. They visit all the time. They come in and come out, uh, but people don't realize. Tell us what's going on with our online community. Yeah, so I'm so excited about what God is doing within our online campus. Like Pastor Landon just said, we have members all over the world and something that we hear from our members of our campus, whenever they visit Fort Worth, uh, we have people traveling from all over the world. When they visit, they expect it to be different. And what they find every time is that the presence of God that they encounter in their homes corporately with us on Sunday mornings and daily is the same presence that they experience here. We have uh, a member in Belgium that got saved recently, filled with the Spirit, that's leading uh, siblings and friends to the Lord and uh, people all over the world. And one one thing that we're doing this year is we're stewarding this word of expanding territory uh, by launching a ministry that we call MC Communities. And those are just uh, people gathering people in their homes, having corporate encounters with God, and we're seeing uh, God move in those. And if you're watching online and you're interested in bringing the corporate encounter that we experience here on Sunday mornings into your homes, you can text communities to 59090, and we would love to have you uh, host an encounter with God in your home. And you just recently went out to one of these communities and experienced that. What was that like? Yep, so my wife, uh, Kaylee, and I, we just went out to San Jose, uh, California, where we have one of our MC communities. And as soon as the first note in worship started, we were sitting in someone's living room with about 20 other people. The first note that was played and sang, we felt the presence of God in the same way we do on the, at the altar here on Sunday mornings. It was absolutely insane how tangible the presence of God was. And uh, we went into a ministry time that it went a whole hour after service ended. And uh, the things that you experience here on Sunday mornings are happening there. Uh, and people are operating in the gifts and uh, encountering God, seeing visions, hearing his voice clearly. Uh, and, and there are mercy cultures uh, popping up around the country. Tell the story about Little Havana. Yeah, so if you were here on Mother's Day, uh, Pastor uh, Jan Anderson came and gave an amazing word on healing. During that service at, our, at the, actually the community that, that my wife and I visited, uh, their daughter, the leaders, their daughter Havana, uh, they found her unresponsive. And so uh, she was lights out, 
uh, wasn't responding and, and they rushed her to the hospital. And during this time, we, we received news that this was happening. And if you were in the service, you probably remember us all uh, declaring and crying out for healing and interceding and saying, uh, Havana, wake up. And, and while we were doing that in this room, uh, we received a text that she woke up in the hospital and was miraculously uh, healed in that space. And after that, the doctors weren't able to find anything wrong with her. They have no idea what happened with Havana. Um, But what was amazing is is when we visited there uh, last month and we actually got to interact with Havana, uh, she was walking around anointing people with oil and praying over them. And um, it it wasn't just that she like physically woke up. There was something that shifted uh, when she woke up in that moment. And uh, my wife and I felt like she had this gift of healing on her life, and there was no one telling her to do what you're seeing on the screen. She just found a little jar of anointing oil and was going around and praying for people. And so uh, we're seeing things like this uh, all the time on the online campus, and we're super excited about what God is doing. It's incredible. Come on, let's put our hands together. We announced on Vision Sunday that our next campus is gonna be in Dallas. And so we're gonna start the team building this January. So if you have a heart for Dallas or maybe you live an hour closer to there than you do here, and uh, that's the campus that you wanna be a part of helping launch, uh, you can text Dallas to the number that comes up on the screen and uh, we will give you the information for when we start those team gatherings here this January. Can we give our lead pastors a hand? Can we thank them for all that they do? I'm gonna invite Pastor Matt Wakefield up. And we're gonna skip the coalition video. We'll just go to the testimony video. But Pastor Matt, you oversee two different departments here at two different house visions uh, with Coalition Church Network and our spiritual leadership school. Uh, And so for those that don't know, come on, give Pastor Matt and Pastor Maggie is somewhere. So what's the coalition all about? Yeah, the coalition uh, is actually built with this thought of mind, helping other churches experience and kind of what we experienced this morning. There's so many churches all over the U.S., and uh, they, they've been in environments that are either led by people or controlled or dictated by, by, uh, by philosophies or perspectives. And there's so many hungry pastors and leaders that are wanting to lead presence-driven churches. And so our heart is to come alongside of them, partner with them, help give them resources, which one of the most amazing resources I'm excited to be able to help give them is all of the Connect with God training and material that many of you have gone through is we're putting in the hands of other pastors in their churches so they can help steward daily encounters in their houses also. So we have hosted about 300 pastors from 120 different churches from around the country over the last year and a half. And they just come in here on weekends and and we host events and just pour into them. Uh, And so we have been pouring into pastors from all over the country this entire year. Uh, And so we have actually a quick little video of testimony about what's happened in other churches around the country because of the influence of mercy culture. So go ahead and watch this. Hey, Pastor Lennon and Heather and mercy culture family. Wow, what is God doing in the house? I'm Isaiah Hollis. I'm the executive pastor here at the Power Place Church. 
in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. And ever since our staff got back from pastor's impartation in February, we have been mind blown by what God has done. You guys placed the importance of values in your house. So that was the first thing we did when we got home. We sat down and placed nine values over our house. And what a difference it's made. We've taken our culture and put it into words. We're so thankful for your pouring over and over and over again because we're being blessed because of it. And we also launched a school this year. So on Monday of this week, we launched our K through sixth grade, the Power Place Academy here out of this house. And we're watching kingdom-minded kids be built on those nine values that we had in our house that we've now placed on our school. And so we wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts here in Kenneth Square, Pennsylvania. We love you. My name is Jeremiah and I'm a part of the pastoral team here at The Cure in Kansas City. And we attended the pastor's impartation last year. And we really didn't know what to expect going into it, but what we were met with was his presence. And we were met with an authentic move of God. I think it goes without saying that, that Mercy Culture is a presence-driven church. And we took what was given to us back here to Kansas City. And it was much more than just tools and, and tips. It, it, was, it was that we can be a church completely built around the presence of God. Our leadership can be driven by the presence of God, and it's really made an impact. Um, we developed a value system that, that, that wasn't in place before, and we work with people that Mercy Culture has connected us with, and it's really been a blessing. And we're so happy at, and, and blessed by what God is doing, and we're excited for the future. It's so cool to see the impact of mercy culture in churches all over the country. So we're gonna close this morning with this. Uh, we are starting right now our second year of our spiritual leadership school. And so very quickly, I'm gonna ask all first year students of the spiritual leadership school, would you come and make your way just in a line here in the all front? All the pastors would come up too. I'm sorry, pastors, pastors first, pastors, pastors, thank you. And leadership school students, come on up. All the first year, just make your way across the front. Students that flew here from all over the country to be a part. I think we have 29 different online students that are gonna be a part. Now I'm gonna ask if you are a year two student, would you just come and stand behind these year one students? raised in the presence of God. But in 2 Samuel chapter 2, I want you to remember this. Here's what scripture says. That every year his mom, 
would come and she would bring him a new coat. She said this, every year she would come after he physically grew and spiritually grew and she would bring him a new mantle. And I had a picture this morning of you second year students taking off your first year mantle and putting it on them. So second year students, would you just lift your hands right now? Second year students, would you just lift your hands up? And I pray right now, a new mantle falling on you second year students. I declare another year of spiritual growth. I declare supernatural growth. I declare that this will be the easiest year to operate in spiritual gifts you've ever experienced. I declare it will be easy to hear, it will be easy to prophesy. Miracles will be easy because you're not doing them. Heather prayed it over me this morning and I prayed over you. You are just the instrument. I pray right now over you second year students, a new mantle falling on you. Now take your hands that are lifted and just go ahead and lay them on the backs of first year students. And we declare right now a new mantle on you first year students. Pastors pray. Church, would you just stretch your hands forward? Lord, I declare right now the greatest year of God encounters of their entire life. Lord, I declare right now that your blessing is on them. I declare right now that your power is on them. I declare right now let the anointing that is on this house come on their house. I declare fear has to break off of them. I declare the fear of man breaks off of them. The fear of performance breaks off of them. I even pray right now every word curse that had been spoken over them by parents or spiritual leaders, I declare right now that is breaking off of them. I pray over you right now what John Paul Jackson prayed over me. I pray over each and every one of you, go succeed. Would you pray that with me, church? Pray it over them right now. We pray right now, go succeed. I pray that this would be a year of spiritual success. This would be a year of breakthrough. This would be a year of waves of his glory, waves of deliverance. I pray right now in one year's time, you won't even recognize where you're at. Father, I pray right now for the blessing of the Lord. I pray a hedge of protection over them. And I pray that you would teach them your ways. I pray that they would know you and they would find your favor. I pray this now in Jesus' name that this year they will expand territory. This year that they will take ground. This year I declare, hold that you would bless them indeed. Expand their territory. Put your hand of favor upon them and keep them from evil. Hmm. Jesus' name. Church, would you stand to your feet? supposed to close the service is if you need healing in your body or you need a miracle if you need healing in your body or you need a miracle would you make your way down to this altar 
And I'm gonna ask for these leadership school students just to begin to pray over you right now. If you need healing in your body, you need a miracle, come out of the balcony, come down to this altar right now. SLS students, turn around and just start praying over everybody that comes down to this altar. You need a healing in your body or you need a miracle. Come on, go pray in faith, students. Go pray in faith, students, right now. Father, I declare right now that same anointing that delivered the girl at MCE from cancer, from diabetes. That young lady that was addicted at the Waco campus. Father, I pray right now, your power is here in this place. Your power is here in this place. Church, I'm gonna pray the benediction over you and you can stay in worship or you can go. We'll see everybody tonight. But come on, I'm gonna pray the benediction over you. So I pray over you, Mercy Culture Church. I pray, teach us your ways that we would know you and find your favor. I declare the blessing of the Lord is upon you. Father, I ask you right now, put your spirit on your people. In Jesus' mighty name, we love you, Mercy Culture. God bless you. We'll see you tonight or we'll see you next Sunday. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Mercy Culture Church. If this podcast has blessed you, we'd like to encourage you to share it with a friend. To learn more about us, find us on social media and online at mercyculture.com. 